You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Viking Star, it's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And away we go. Oh, I think we finally know what away we bleep and go means. It means uh, away we go with all of our timeouts before the nine-minute mark of the fourth quarter. Uh, or, or away we go with the football with another fumble on the opening drive of a game. Yes. Or away we go with all the checks we're writing TJ Hawkinson to drop passes in every quarter of this football game. Yes. Away we go. Away we go. Yes. You're, you're muted, Judd. I'm, I'm just <laughs> Away we go. Away we go. Vikings Matline on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Yes. Hi, Judge from from U.S. Bank Stadium. uh, Away we go from a potential playoff spot. That was a thoroughly entertaining football game and at the same time maddening. That was a lot of fun. That game was a lot of fun. But, uh, yes, as you said, there were several things that are um, about that game, including uh, just uh, the first time out was so botched. Bradbury needs to go down because if he's hurt that's not a timeout but furthermore third and seven you take you take the penalty mm-hmm. you make a third and 12 well and you don't burn that timeout well then they of course later on they had to take a fourth and 12 because they didn't have to, i mean i have a full list yeah. of like game management yep. things yep. who's the who's the pie chart chef is it me this week it's you it's me yeah go ahead. yeah you'll have oh, fun God. with that one i could i could do a pie chart of just kevin o'connell's screw-ups in this game i feel like and i'm a koc guy Who's got two thumbs and loves himself some KOC? This guy right here. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, ordinarily. Didn't have a good day today. So anyways, this is uh, Vikings Vent Line, the most fan-friendly interactive show in all of Minnesota sports. And uh, we go live right after Vikings games are done, after every single one of them, mostly for therapy these days. And so we're going to we're gonna give our piece right off the top here. We'll turn it over to you guys. If you want to get on the show, you can email us, vikingsventline at gmail.com. That's vikingsventline at gmail.com to jump on the show, express your thoughts on another loss for the Vikings, one and four. We'll mute Judd because it's loud in that press box. Um, so vikingsventline at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to be live for about an hour here today, and then we're going to take a deep breath, watch the Twins, and then be live later on the Score North YouTube channel after the Twins game here. Um, Judd, just your initial, just like big picture reaction here to what you saw today, uh, dropping the Vikings to one and four. What's your biggest takeaway? Uh- um, much like with all of their defeats in 2023 thus far, a lot of self-inflicted wounds. Um, we could, we, I'm sure some will blame the officials for some calls for flags picked up or flags, um, thrown in the Vikings favor and then picked up. Uh, but this was really again a self-inflicted loss. That's my first thought. My second thought is this is the first time I've watched Patrick Mahomes live and oh my God, it's like watching Gretzky against the North Stars 
in the 80s. I reference mean, what all that the guy, young Purple Daily yeah, Wayne Gretzky. Well, right I think there, everybody yeah. knows. I mean, he's he's the Babe Ruth of of sports, of his sports. So I think folks know what I'm talking about. But um, I've never seen a guy who can throw not only on the run, but is so acutely aware of where the line of scrimmage is that he gets up to it and then starts to go. Um, and then starts to go sideways, basically. So he, he gets up to the line of scrimmage, knows exactly where he, he is. So it looks like he's crossed it, but, but he has not. Um, but yeah, this is a, this is a loss that could have been a, a win. And you, you talked about it. I mean, I think you got 17 yards off the bat in the first play that you ran from scrimmage where Josh Oliver fumbles now. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings fumbling problems are, a, are a complete plague on yeah. this team. And, you know, between, KOC and the timeouts and that fumble and a few other misplays. Um, this was a loss that didn't... I, this team has had a chance, a viable chance to win every home game it's played this season, and yet is 0-3. I would say my uh, my biggest takeaway is this is the most irritated I've been after a Vikings loss, and that's saying something this year, because I think all of their losses have been infuriating, but they had the Kansas City Chiefs, they had the NFL's dynasty in their hands multiple times in this game. And even like before the game started, all right, this not, the Vikings, this is where they put together a full performance, right? And for the first play to be another lost fumble is a joke. So I, I am just like, I've been the guy all week long saying, too, God, I love you. And Tony Romo comes on the broadcast, Jed, you probably didn't hear it. And he says the same things. He's like, I've been watching film all week. If you take away like four of these turnovers, this is a this is a team that can do major damage in the playoffs. He's like, I know I sound crazy, but yeah, I mean, the game starts and you just piss down your leg again. And then all the different like the ways that the Chiefs let you back in that game and you wouldn't take it. Just uh, infuriating for Vikings fans today here. Dex, your quick thoughts, and then we'll turn it over to uh, Score North and Purple Daily listeners here. It certainly was a more entertaining and closer fought game than I thought this was going to be. But I mean, after the hilarious, I mean, I, I, I hate to say it, it's a hilarious first fumble to start the game. It's, it's comical to me at this point. It is legitimately comical. And I, I understand if everyone is infuriated by them, you should be. I, I, I'm not discrediting anyone who's pissed off about the fumbles because you should be pissed off. But at this point, like I, I have crossed the threshold in the comedy of it. But yeah. the Chiefs, after they get the first fumble and they score, I mean, they, they controlled the clock. This is what I was concerned about going into the game on our purple picks of the Chiefs basically just dictating the game flow of this game with clock management, timely long drives. Like, they didn't just completely out outclass you in this game. They just know how to win football games, man. And there's a reason they've won some Super Bowls. They have one of the best head coaches and quarterback combos of all time. And even though the score dictated it was close, it really just felt like the Chiefs had them on the ropes the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, they just, I don't know, even like, you know, Kelsey goes out for a while. Okay, they just find other ways to find other weapons. And, you know, they find ways to not burn three timeouts when you might need them later in the game, too. Could have used a couple of those timeouts, I don't know, with a minute left as you're trying to win the game. Just going to throw that out there. So, all right, before we get to all of you guys in the queue here and turn it over to Purple Daily listeners and Vikings fans, a shout out to our friends at Quick Trip, okay? So the purple may be losers right now, but you can be a winner if you go to the best convenience store and gas station in the upper Midwest. Good. Quick trip. That is indeed the place to, to go. You know what? It's always the right play. That's the most important thing. The Vikings often in 2023 are making the wrong play. Well, quick trip for you is 
the right play. And, and of course, we appreciate them as the presenting sponsor now of this show, the Karuba Coffee for Sports Dad. A great way to start his day. But think about the choices here too. On special every Monday. So uh, start. So tomorrow, a roasted whole chicken prepared fresh daily and great for meal prep or an easy dinner. How about uh, chicken tenders that are prepared fresh every single day, hand breaded? Seriously huge. We're talking jumbo here. Uh, we are talking three or eight pieces that are perfect for a quick and easy lunch or again dinner. Want a chicken sandwich, boneless wings? Quick Trip is the place to go. Quick Trip has it all. And of course, we appreciate you supporting them because they are kind enough to support us. Amen. All right, Declan, who's first out of the gate here on Vikings event line? Purple Daily yeah, YouTube channel. A lot of first-time callers in the request queue today, so we're excited to talk to as many Vikings fans as possible. We're going to start with Keith here. Keith, what's up, pal? You are kicking us off on Vikings Bent Line. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, let's mute Judd while we're, uh, while we're so we can hear everyone else. All right, there we go. Boom. You know, I just thought it was, like, it was an exciting game, sure, but, like, nothing like last year. Like, last year, the end of the, the, end of the, the you know, last drive, you know, we're like, Kirk is going to go down and do something. I would have bet my life savings he was going to get sacked on that Hail Mary this year. I mean, I mean, it's just so predictable. He has zero movement. And no, it's, the, but it's the offensive line's fault. Everything is the offensive right. line's fault. I could have told you that too. There's he doesn't he can't get a Hail Mary off. That's like no. it's like there, if you go back and track like his whole career, he can't get a Hail Mary off at the end of a half, at the end of a game. It's incredible. Exactly, and. You know, once again, you can't blame Kirk for the loss, but he did nothing to win it either. I mean, how many high throws did he have, you know, a foot above somebody's head and they just bounce, you know, I'm surprised one of them wasn't pick six, you know, there wasn't a defender standing right behind him, but, you know, and it's just like the delay of game, there was zero urgency on that last drive. They had the ball, like, dude, move, like, come on, you got to get the ball going. I mean, you're fourth and seven versus fourth and 12 is a big difference. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And like, I think, and thank you for jumping in here and, and being first out of the gate. I think a lot of people are going to say, and I, again, I'll do the pie chart of blame. I promise you, Kirk cousins will not get a, a, the biggest slice of pie, but why is the play not getting into the headset? Why is the play not being delivered in the huddle? Why are you walking up to the line of scrimmage with eight seconds left on the play clock multiple times in that second half? You have a play calling Offensive play calling head coach and a 35 year old 10 year starting quarterback. And you can't figure out how to get a play out with more than eight seconds left on the play clock. What are we doing? This isn't a rookie. This isn't like Bryce Young trying to spit out a play for the first time or somebody, you know, brand new to coaching. He had the whole year last year. Kevin O'Connell figured out it's like little things like that. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes aren't sitting there every other play like, oh, God, what are we going to run? Oh, I got what play should we call? Oh my God, get it out. Like it's, it's always cool, calm, collected. And the Vikings, it's just such a frantic, panicked mess half the time in these situations this year. I'm working out, by the way. You can tell. <laughs> and, why, and why on that last drive did Jordan Addison get zero attempts towards him? Brandon Powell carried that whole drive. And that's what the Chiefs wanted. Like the Chiefs rope a you, and this is not fully a Kirk thing. This is O'Connell, too. But. That's a drive on which you need a huge play. You're going to need a huge play. Okay, so let's say Brandon Powell is more open. Who's going to give you a huge play? Like if you complete a pass, if you make that play, Addison, who's had really a good day, like like I think today was the coming out party of, okay, KJ, you're a three, it, it, it's fine. Um, but Brandon Powell 
in for Jefferson, who, by the way, has a hamstring, and I'm afraid about that. That's not good, as we know, with uh, the, the time that Royce Lewis missed as well. But how does Brandon Powell become your primary receiver on what is really, in that case, probably a season-defining drive? Because if you win this game, if you come back in in this game, guess what? Now you've got two consecutive wins. You just beat the Chiefs. Like, these are questions, and they're not all on Kirk. They're on the coach, too. Yeah, well, Alexander Madison also dropped a wide-open touchdown pass on a perfectly executed screen. Like This is like the first time we've ever seen the Vikings perfectly execute a screen pass in the red zone like that, and he drops it with with all just daylight in front of him. So, all right, Dex, who's next on Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel? Parker, what's up, pal? You're on Vikings Vent Line. How's it going, guys? Hey, Parker. Um, I just kind of think that the season's kind of over with, to be honest. Like, time after time, we've had chances to win the games. I mean, with the Eagles and now today against the Chiefs, like, bad teams beat themselves, and we beat ourselves today. Like, I feel like you just got to trade everybody. I mean, we're kind of getting – yeah, thanks, Parker. We're kind of getting to this weird point now where, all right, you got you got the Bears, but the Bears are going to do – basically like an ode to the greatest player in franchise history, Dick Puck, uh, Dick Butkus, with three extra days rest and their offense is clicking and it's a road game. And then the 49ers the next week. So, yeah, you're uh, you're right. The math gets really hard here after after letting this game slip away. Let's keep it rocking here. Vikings vent line. I think Quinn's leaving the stadium. Quinn, what's up, buddy? You got us OK? I I'm good. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes. we got you, Quinn. Okay, I'm in. I, I live in uh, just north of downtown Chicago. Okay. So I'm not at the stadium. I was there two weeks ago there for the Chargers game, though, and that was a whole different kind of infuriating. So I appreciate you guys. I've been listening to you for a long time. First time caller. It's really nice to talk to you guys. Let me stop for a second. We just got our dinner. So um, I have a lot of notes, but I know it's precious time because I watch this every week. So I just want to say the receivers – Constantly dropping the ball, like Bush League, especially with TJ. I know those are really tough plays. Like, I get it. Tough plays. I'm not a football guy, but you're the highest paid tight end in football. You're you're higher paid than Travis Kelsey, and we're paying you to make those plays, right? So you're dropping these balls. They're critical plays. Kirk needs that. And it's just kind of like we can't pay you all this money if you're going to drop these balls. So – the only other thing I'll say, because I got a lot more notes, but I'm just going to leave it simple, that K- KOC, this game, like all those timeouts being used, we're coming out of, you know, timeout, third down, throwing a double coverage on Justin Jefferson. Like th- that can't be the play, right? Like there, there's got to be something that makes sense, right? So I don't know, really just as I think, Phil, you said it, very irritating, yeah. Like, what, what are we doing here? This is not the sign of a good team that just makes mistakes. That's like a bad team. So I'm going to let you guys talk. Like, great show. I love you guys so much. I listen every single day. Um, cheers from Chicago, and uh, good luck on the rest of the season. Quinn, thanks, thanks for the support, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy your, your dinner tonight. Yeah. Um, Judd, what, what, what was the vibe in the stadium during some of the, the hijinks here? The drop passes, well, a lot of Chiefs fans in there. I was going to say this place was um, 70-30 or, or, you know, I mean, I've never seen this amount of uh, opposing teams jerseys. Now, I did check on Twitter. Uh, somebody said seats in the end zone are nearly 150 and Chiefs fans were paying like 350 to 400 dollars. Wow. So just to be very clear here, I'm not dumping on 
people who made back basically their investment or a, a large part. I'm not one of these, you know, you're a bad fan. Like you pay a ton of money. Whatever you do with those tickets is your business. But it changed the dynamic in the stadium. So like this was a lot of fun. And again, this, this is, this is one of the most fun, uh, uh, games I've been to here, uh, in a long time. But there was no like, like fans booed at times, but it wasn't enough where, where the Chiefs fans didn't offset them by cheering then. So the vibe in the stadium was very different than it ordinarily is, where it's basically a consensus. Yeah. Yeah. We were, my wife and I were just kind of, uh, you know, enjoying a couple beverages on the plaza for like an hour and a half before the game. And I, I, I was, you know, there's some chiefs fans here, but it, it feels like there's still 90% Vikings fans, at least on the plaza. My guess is chiefs fans just went inside early to like check out the stadium and stuff. When I, the plaza when was I drove, like 85, 90% Vikings fans. When I drove by Tom's watch bar coming to the game this morning or early afternoon, it was outdoors was all chiefs fans. Yeah. God, it's crazy, man. There were I did not see one stitch of purple. Yeah. Interesting. Let's keep it rocking here. Vikings Ventline Purple Daily YouTube channel. Sam, what's up, buddy? Hey, you me. are on Vikings Ventline. Hey, Sam. Uh, hey, Dex. I appreciate you giving me actually a minute there because I was still driving home from uh, my bar. And uh, before I get into why I'm actually happy about this game, I want to tell you about my morning at my uh, bar as your uh, Purple Daily office uh, i think i'm the officer of uh bar tvs i think um, oh yes that's a okay. it's a very important position to know which channels the each tv is supposed to be on inside of a bar yes i tell you what when you when you live out of market and every other person wants cowboys game on i have to stand up for us vikings fans but um my entire bar flooded today and uh, I was up at six o'clock in the morning at my bar with a plumber trying to get this sewage situation figured out. And we were actually closed for half of the Vikings game, which was at three o'clock because we had such a big issue. Oh, no. But half time, I got to let customers in. None of them were Vikings fans, of course, but I just got home after having a day from just absolute hell. Wow. Uh, so life of a bar owner right Dude, but so, you've, my, you've, uh, so you spent the, the whole morning uh sort of elbows deep in muck literally yeah, and literally. then elbows deep in muck figuratively watching the vikings game but here's where i'm actually really happy about this game and i hope that some of you guys can understand where i'm at i think this is actually a win i think this is the biggest win in vikings history a la the cowboys trade of herschel walker mm-hmm. if we win this game and Kirk Cousins has a fourth quarter comeback, and we feel good about ourselves, then we try to go on a run. Then we try to go down the stretch, and we keep going, and we keep pushing. We even make probably a positive trade, go add another player, and at the end of the day, we get killed in the playoffs. I think this is the game where we can call it a loss because it is a loss, but it's actually a win in which we can finally go, you know what? (laughs) We're one in four. And we have the Bears in a game of everything you guys have talked about with the whole, you know, um, uh, Ditka, you know, passing away and uh, it being a home uh, game that could very easily be a loss. Ditka, I think, is still alive, but um, oh, pardon me, pardon me, uh, Dick you know Butkus. They have a lot of classic Butkus. players that have similar names, but yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then then you go and you play the Niners. <laughs> Let's not even talk about that game. Uh, this is a perfect recipe for us to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. And even if we don't win it, let's talk about Drake May. 
Let's talk about a quarterback that even though uh, the O-line, you know, maybe they miss one block, they're going to make a play with their legs. They're going to go out there and they're going to win us the game, even yeah. though they're, you know, our tight end drops six passes because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Um, I think this is a win. I think this is a win. And honestly, this made my day. I hate to say wow. it. I know that sounds horrible <laughs> and I hate the taste of my mouth right now, but this is a highlight of my day. The fact that this time next year, I might just be the happiest dude in the planet because we might be taking a biggest step forward that I have experienced as a Vikings fan. Boy, Sam, well, great stuff. You, de- you deserve to kick back and uh, enjoy your night after the day you had. Sam represents a lot of fans where this is kind of a, hey, if they, if they win, awesome. It shows you they're off to the races. If they lose, oh, it's another step forward to a higher draft pick, I guess. So, I will say this. If Justin Jefferson's now out for a few games, um, Sam might get, get his wish. Because, again, I'll go back to saying I, I don't see this team as actively trying to tank. Uh, but if Brandon Powell is now going to play a lot instead of Jefferson, there you might have no choice but then to watch the L's um, um, pile up. And, yeah, the Chicago, Chicago game, not easy. So he's got a point, potentially. By the way, if you're hanging out with us here, thank you for uh, joining us for this therapy session. It's the fourth therapy session we've had here on Vikings Ventline. Uh, this season, if you could click the like button and the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, you can help us keep building and spreading the word about this awesome community of Vikings fans. It's Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad from U.S. Bank Stadium, our guy Declan spinning a thousand plates right now, producing behind the scenes. Who's next, Dex, on Vikings Ventline? All right, let's go to Will next year on Ventline. Hey, Will, what's up? Hey, hey Will. guys, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah. You know, I just... I'm going to try to keep it short and simple because I'm angry, but this is one of the worst Vikings teams I've seen in a while, you know? Um, and I think this falls on three people. One of them is grouped into two, but the Wilfs, O'Connell, Quasi. I mean, Hawkinson, I saw a guy in the comments that called him Droppinson, and that's honestly what it feels like to me. I mean, <laughs> he's the highest paid tight end in NFL history, and he I don't have any trust in him anymore. The Wilfs, I think, me and my friend have been saying this for years, they don't do what it takes to just be bad because they're trying to get sell tickets and be, and be competitive. And I get that's fun. Like it's fun to watch them sometimes, but they just, they can't, they're never going to get over the hump with the way the Wilfs have them going. The 2022 season was a lot of fun and I loved it, but they need, they should have been bad last year. And they had Harbaugh in their building and they let him go. And I liked the O'Connell hire, but he, it looked like we were watching PJ Fleck last night, or it was like PJ Fleck last night. He's just, sucks at clock management and just pisses games away like this. I mean, I'm angry about so many things on so many levels. I, I don't think cousins was great. I don't think he was bad. Obviously just not good enough to win, which is what he always does. And that's just what I wanted to say. Um, and I just, I really don't see it getting up from here. So yeah. I got this to look forward to now, but there we go. Let's we go. go. Like Went twins first pitch here in about what 10 minutes or so. Yeah, so, Will, that. hey, thanks for coming on. Hey, just a quick question for you guys, to Will's point. Do you think the Vikings would be in a better position now after a year and a half of Jim Harbaugh versus Kevin O'Connell if they had hired if, Jim Harbaugh instead? If uh, under the basis just like of perception right now, like not not of what is not what happened with 13 wins last year, that's that's what you you're could, basically I mean, asking here. However you want to however you want to interpret it. I I don't I don't think so. I don't think they'd be better with Jim Harbaugh. I really don't. 
I, I, I we'd so. entertain the premise. Will Will brought it up, so for sure, they would not be playing as stupid a football as they they are right right now. I can guarantee you that. There's no, no. accountability here. I, I I mean, two weeks ago you said the next guy that fumbles, I'm going to look for changes there, right? Josh Oliver coughed the ball up and was right back in. So, like, the stupidity of the football that we're seeing, and that's what, you know, Phil, this goes back to your point when we debated after week one, which is, well, the turnovers aren't, like, going to keep up like they ordinarily don't. These guys have now made it through how many weeks of keeping that crap up and at the most inopportune time. So, yes, I, I think with Harbaugh there would be a lot more accountability, and there is an accountability problem here. And here's the other question. Where the hell is O'Connell's game management clock guy now? Uh, like, clear, did that dude just he clearly quit? wasn't clocked in for this game? But like, where did that guy go? Yeah, I don't know, man. That guy, uh, maybe that guy was on LinkedIn updating his resume or something during the game. I'm not sure. Or on I, Tinder I, or something? I mean, dude, come on, get with it. Interesting <laughs> accusation there. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like I actually, I, I love Jim Harbaugh. I don't know that they win more than 13 games with him last year. I don't know that Jim Harbaugh prevents fumbling problems. I don't know what prevents fumbling problems, but. Here's the other thing, real quick. To your point about Josh Oliver, my first thought was the same thing you said, which is, well, he shouldn't play the rest of the game if we're going to hold people accountable, right? He's also one of their best players. Well, you get like everyone's fumbling. You can't. Okay, Oliver out. Jefferson, you dropped a ball in Philly, benched, right? Madison, although Madison also has dropped multiple key passes this season. Madison's so you can the easiest. You can bench Madison. There are sure. there are there are so many guys who you could. I I believe they have fumbles lost by eight players. Okay, but that's the like, thing. You're it's right. like whack a mole, dude. You get a bench eight players. Yeah, well, wha- whack this no. guy's out. That guy fumbles. No, oh, what you do whack, is pick whack. is is pick three, and they don't play. <laughs> okay, pick three Jeff- of them. Jefferson. Hawkinson. Madison, Ma- Madison, Madison, Madison <laughs> is, is y- make examples out of people. Exactly. That's what you have to do. This is sports. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't Pop Warner football, Kevin. Okay, Come on, I know, man. I know, but like Josh Oliver has helped them unlock the run blocking game. So the, like the best right. case scenario would be can professional football players be professional football players? Well, catch passes, stop fumbling, and then the coach doesn't have to worry well, about pulling out some of his best players from the game. How about that? You you said it yourself. He's unlocked the run-blocking game. You know what you do? You don't throw him any more footballs for a long time. He's a Maybe. decoy at, at best. And, and, I mean, we're not even getting into before he got hurt. We'll talk about this tomorrow. The Chiefs' plan for Jefferson in the first half was a lot of man. They didn't exploit it at all. Like, what are these clowns doing at times? Yeah, I mean, that's what I want to know is, like, is that a scheme Kevin O'Connell thing? Is it Kirk Cousins choosing to go away? Let's keep it rocking here. Vikings Ventline, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Kyle next. Kyle, what's up, dude? You're on Ventline. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, Kyle. Hey, so um, I'm sitting here, and I honestly, I'm glad we, we lost. Like, I know some fans might be like, well, you know, why, why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? I was hoping we lost versus the Panthers, too. Um, th- this team, it just doesn't have it, right? Like, last year, we had whatever it was, right? We're 13-4. and four, We got it. We at least have a chance, right? This team doesn't have a chance. They, they've shown time and time they can't beat playoff-caliber teams, right? The Chiefs, the Eagles, the Chargers. They, they haven't pulled off one of the wins, and a lot of those were at home. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of Kwesi. Kwesi has not done – I can't think of one good thing he's done for us, really. And it's not, to, you know – hate on the guy or anything, but what's one good thing he's done for us? We all were like, oh, the Hawkinson trade, that was great. 
It's not looking too good right now. Yeah. We got him until I think 2025. We got him locked up until then. So um, I think if there's a time to start the trading, trade Daniil, get more first, start the tank. The time's now. So that's all I got to say. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Great Kyle. Stuff, thanks for coming on here, man. We can buzz through a few here that we've already sure. we've already uh, people know how we feel at this moment in the show. Who's next? All right, let's go to Sam next year. What's up, Sam? Hey, guys. What's going on? What's up, um, dude? I just watching today. I just couldn't help but feel, and I, I maybe I'm way out of left field here, but um, if really felt like JJ gave up, especially at the end there. I mean, we had or they had Kelsey literally just fall on his face on the field, get up, tape his ankle, and come back in. And who could we have used more than at the end of that end of that game? So I'm I'm really really interested to hear if the hammy injury is legit. Um, and other than that, I mean, man, we got to sell like it's 1929. I mean, sell, 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 sell. Here. We got to, it is, uh, it is. I always love a good Great Depression shape. joke yeah. here. And you I make old references. You, you didn't like the Gretzky <laughs> reference. And he's talking thing, about uh, the Great Depression. Well, I'm on stage here. You know, I hear that 350 is pretty cheap for a Taylor Swift, Swift ticket. So I can see all yeah. those KC fans driving up. Absolutely. But yeah, it's, it's time. We got to blow it up. Got blow it up. Thanks, guys. Sam, thanks, thanks for Sam. coming on here. A little, uh, I'm going to offend him. Jefferson, Jefferson slipped coming out of, of his break, and definitely I have never – there is nothing I have seen from this kid to imply, indicate – or come with that assessment. Yeah. Uh, Moss, we definitely did. But, I mean, I'm just going to defend him. I think he's he, he's legit hurt. I agree. Yeah. I Like, I just want to make it very clear that PD does not condone saying that he might be. I'm sure he's pissed. He should be pissed. But he's not faking it. Yep. I 100% agree. I think. And, and because it's a hamstring, how often do you hear about a guy that tweaks a hamstring and then comes back and plays the next week at full strength, right? You almost... But that's the thing. It's like if you still think you can come back and win games this season, your season's on the line at one and four. So it's going to be a really interesting decision with him. He's probably not practicing in full the whole week here if it's a hamstring. So, all right, let's keep going here. Declan, who's next? Vikings Ventline. Let's go to James next year on Ventline. What's up, James? Uh, You're muted, James. You got to unmute yourself. Judd does it all the time. Hi, you hear me now? (laughs) There we go. We got you, man. Yeah. Way to go, James. Brother, go ahead. So, uh, first of all, it's my first time on the show, so I'm super nervous. I feel like her cousin's in no-huddle situations. So, <laughs> You know what breaks the ice when you're nervous on this show? Just a drive-by Kirk Cousins shot. You know, <laughs> oh, it's, it's the easy give me, right? But as somebody who has a lot of football experience all the way to freshman year of high school, I pull up a lot of fanalytics, you know, inspired by Kyle Tige. And I'm just going to say the, the vibes. That has been my thing all year. Like, from the very beginning of the season – it felt like there was this, like, tension. Like, there's even more monkeys on our back on top of having zero Super Bowls, right? Yeah. And this yeah. felt tense from the very beginning, which I think explains a lot of the fumbles, a lot of the dumb mistakes from clock management to interceptions, all that top to bottom. So I just think there's been a tension this year. I think everybody has heard from the very beginning that, you know, last year was a fluke, and I think they're starting to believe that, which is scaring me. But you know what? Like, I think it is the right move to take a step back for once. And in the meantime, you know, they say to improve, like, anxiety with sports, like go for a run, go for a walk, right? I'm actually going to rely my emotions on the Minnesota Timberwolves this year. So pray for me. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, that's all I got. But hope you guys have a great day. And Skull Vikings, I guess. Awesome, man. James, great stuff. 
for his debut. He was nervous. He didn't come. He was cool, calm, and collected, cool, calm, as far collected. as I could tell. Dude, yeah, he, he's that like the he's like the, good. Pa- the Patrick Mahomes of first time. <laughs> yeah, guests I'm really nervous here. And here's my hot take: fifty That's touchdown good. passes. Yeah, amazing. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. All right, who do we got next here, Declan? Oh, let's get our guy Jake. We haven't heard from Jake all season. Hey, What's up, Jake? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, God, oh, fumble, look out. Is it, oh. is it a tip-off and interception and the game? Oh, is it a – oh, it's another <laughs> drop pass by Hawkinson and KJ Osborne and Alexander Madison. Oh, man, what a bummer. Oh, my goodness. All right, um, we, can, we can complain all we want about all those things that happen. We can complain about the coach maybe not managing it right, which I think – I think he manages situations right, but I think it really does still come down to who's supposed to be the leader of the team, which is Kirk Cousins. I mean, you look at yeah, you, Judd. You said you said Gretzky, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's what we need. Like, I want a QB who can actually get like a Hal Mary off at the like the you know the last play of the game. Like, we don't even have a guy who can do that. I mean, currently we stand at the fourth pick in the draft. So, I mean, that's not bad. There's, I would say the top eight teams right now all potentially need quarterbacks, unless Chicago thinks they're good with fields. But besides the point there, we're giving ourselves a good chance. Obviously, you got, you know, you got Drake May, you got Williams. But my sleeper, which I want you guys to dive into and just learn a little more about, Jaden Daniels, LSU. I'm going to be honest, I think he is Lamar Jackson, but more accurate. Wow. Wow, dude. I Jake, Jake is coming in right now. On that one. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of seeing a quarterback who just can't do it. I need, oh. Crack that surly before I die lager. That's right. Oh, I need something to help me out here. Don't drop the beer. Nothing is working. Don't drop the beer. Yeah, don't, don't drop, drop that beer. beer, okay? Don't no, fumble got, that beer, TJ. Okay. Oh, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, we. I just need a new quarterback going into next year, which I think that's where we're going. And I'll be happy, as everyone else has said on here. Kirk's gone. The team will fix itself. We have, like Tony Romo said, we have talent on this team. We're close. But we just need we need the extra, we need the playmaker. We need the, the floor general. We need the point guard. Kirk's a point guard with no legs. It's, it's not going to work. So that's wow. it. That's all Jake, I have. This is great stuff from Jake Thank here. You. Awesome, man. By the way. So they do have the fourth overall pick right now. According to tankathon.com, they would be drafting. So the Bears have the first two picks, Caleb Williams and then Marvin Harrison Jr. And then Drake May going third to the Broncos. And the Vikings taking Jared Verse, edge rusher from Florida State, six foot four, 250 pounds. And they need one of those too. But I don't think that's what, what Jake would do with the number four overall pick. All right, should we keep it rocking here? Vikings vent line. Yeah, let's keep on. The YouTube channel. Yeah. Great calls. Let's go to Jason next year on vent line. What's up, Jason? Hey, long time listener, first time caller. Dude, uh, welcome to the show, man. From the Buffalo area, so that a boy to beat down. Amen, dude. Buffalo High School, class of yeah. two thousand three, right here. Represent. 
Well, class of 98 here, so a little bit older. Um, I currently coach 7th grade football, and we had a situation last week. We had to run a no huddle because we had no timeouts, and there was about 30 seconds left. We ran it better than the Vikings, and we never practiced it before because it's 7th grade football. Why would you worry about no huddle? But... <laughs> Seventh grade, that's 12-year-olds who have never played NFL football are doing this better than our guy, Kirko. So I said this after the New York game when you a guy who throws for four, five yards with his fourth and seven. I'm out. He's a loser. He's always been a loser. What's he won? There's probably a reason why Washington didn't sign him. I wouldn't feel comfortable giving that guy a lot of money. I, I'm out. I'm out. Put me on the list. I'm out. Wow. Jason's out, man. You like it on three, one, two, three. You like it! Thanks for coming on, Jason. I can already hear the Cousins Crusaders listening to these callers, listening to the show, saying, like, of course, Purple Daily and all of their, you know, all of their servants would blame Kirk Cousins for this loss today, Judd. You know, there is so much blame to go around that I feel I feel comfortable just blaming Kirk, Kevin O'Connell, T.J. Hawkinson, you know, what, Josh Oliver. I actually thought I'm going to give credit here. I actually thought Brian Flores had a hell of a game plan. Yeah, I thought Brian Flores had a like like for what what you're facing, you needed to outscore them. Yep. And we knew that. But I'm not sure about you you guys on this one. I did not feel in any way, shape, or form that the defense got embarrassed. It gave up some big drives. It's hard. Patrick Mahomes is phen- phenomenally talented. Um, is the defense exactly where Brian Flores wants it? Obviously not. But, you know, from that standpoint, this game played out pretty much like I thought it would. And the question was, when you had your opportunities offensively, could you capitalize? And the answer was no. And so the one I'm going to give Flores again, a lot of credit, I think, for doing what he was hired to do, which is just hold us in and let our offense win. And the reality is this, your offense in every turn has shot itself in the foot time after time. And I think that has led to a natural progression of frustration. Yeah. You know, because because to your point about Brian Flores, if, if I were to have told you guys, hey, so the Chiefs are coming to town. They just ran for 200 yards, ran for 200 yards on the Jets defense last week. In this game, the Chiefs are going to score 27 points, or I'll phrase it this way. You as the Vikings at home have to score 28 points to win. And the Chiefs are going to average 3.2 yards per carry on the ground. And Patrick Mahomes is going to have less than seven yards per pass attempt. He'll throw for under 300 yards in this game. Or you can take what's behind door number two. I think we all would have said, that's fine. That works. Okay. Go score 28 points at home. Go score 31 points at home, right? And they still had a chance to, you know, like imagine if, if there was less chaos in the huddle and the headset, whatever, and you had two timeouts, a minute 15 left, 75 yards to go win the game. And maybe you even go for two at the end if you score that touchdown so that you can just win the game 28-27, right? You wouldn't feel like, if, like again, if I would have said at the end of the game, however the game played out, how, however dropped the ball, turned the ball over, whatever, you're going to have the ball with a chance to score a touchdown to possibly win, tie the game or win the game 
with a minute 15 left. You'd expect to have more than zero timeouts, et cetera, right? So it's like sometimes the NFL just plays out in this way, and it's up to a coach and a quarterback, and, you know, not to like blame Kirk Cousins, but it's up to a coach and a quarterback to just figure out a way in the last minute to go down and uh, score a touchdown. And Kansas City makes a living doing that for the last six years, right? And can and can the running back catch the damn football on you know on yep. a screen pass, did. which is going to get you, which is going which is going to get you twenty yards. Yep. So again, it's easy. Like, can a running back catch a pass in that moment and yeah. bail out quarterback and coach for having a weird fourth quarter? So uh, let's keep rocking here. Vikings vent line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. All right, let's go to Jim next from Pennsylvania. Jim, what's up? What's up, guys? Hey, Jim. Hey, longtime Vikings fan since 1976. So all these young bucks that are coming on saying, ah, I've been here since 2010, all bullcrap, okay? Mm -hmm. I know my team like the back of my butt from Bob Lertzman's Viking update being sent to me in New Jersey when I was a kid. (laughs) Plain and simple, it's not a good team. You got about seven guys on the team that are good players. You don't have a lot of playmakers, but you have a couple. All the other guys are backups. Hey, Quazy's from my area in New Jersey. I should be a fan of his. Huge mistake hiring him. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, give him time. His picks have been horrible. Yes, he got Addison. He got the kid from Cincinnati as a, as a free agent. I get it. But this is not a good team. Good teams. Don't make the mistakes that they make against the Eagles, against the Chiefs. I'm just, I have so many scars on my back. It's ridiculous. And I've just about had it. So I actually think they might not even get five wins this year. And people that say, oh, Kurt sucks. He's the least of the problems. I mean, you struggle. Brian Flores, and Judge, you said it. He's doing a good job. But he's so limited. You have no defensive backs. Are you kidding me? So it's it, it's frustrating. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to you guys continue uh, for the rest of the night. But it is so frustrating. It, it, I feel like it's like all going to be falling apart for the next three years. Yeah. But thank you guys. Love love listening to you, Jim. With a little ray of sunshine here as we keep pushing forward on Vikings vent line. Who's next on the show? Let's go to Ryan next year. What's up, Ryan? Hey guys, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Um, awesome, so happy man. to be on here. Um, I'm just going to follow up with kind of what the theme of the night has been. Um, I think uh, Kevin O'Connell, great coach, great human being, uh, probably someone I would want to have a beer with. Terrible time management last couple of games. I don't think he's that great of a head coach. Um, Jim Harbaugh, as early the last guy or a couple callers earlier, um, said he'd be a good pick. I thought so as well. Um, KJ Osborne, I don't know. He's like a ghost of himself from last year. I think last year he had a lot of confidence. This year he's kind of ducking under head, you know, touchdown passes in the end zone and stuff. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's, so I got a lot of, a lot of frustration, I guess, but you know, yeah, you know, so yeah. what can we do? But Ryan, thanks for coming on, man. Making your, uh, your debut here on Ventley. Yeah. KJ Osborne, like just something, just a little, not quite the same well, as it was last year for him. It feels like. Well, he's, he's also being asked to do way too much. He's being relied upon. You know, again, this team, they, they act like the guys that are playmakers are just part of the, of the mix here. And so, like, they use KJ like he could be Jordan Addison. And he ain't. 
He is your number three. I'm not saying he shouldn't be on the field, and I'm not saying don't play him, but I am saying that pass in the end zone, and it was a weird play. It looked like the ball was behind him, but he didn't adjust at all. Like, I put blame. Kirk's timing was off, so I'm not going to blame Osborne entirely. But who do you think has a better job if they run a better chance if they run that route? K.J. Osborne, Jordan Addison. It's not even close. Yeah. Like, it's why I jokingly said, quit trying to make K.J. Osborne happen. <laughs> He's fine to play. He's fine to block. And, by, and, and that's the thing, too. I gave this some thought. Think about this one. So Addison, as we assessed after last week's game, is really bad as a blocker. Like, he's not there yet, right? K.J. Osborne is pretty good at it. Okay, I got an idea. Why on the plays that you asked Jordan to block, don't you have K.J. block? What do you mean? Like when they're running 11 personnel I'm saying, and they run the ball? They're, I'm they're, saying, they're both blocking on those plays. But I, No, but I'm saying if you have Justin Jefferson, that Carolina game, Justin Jefferson catches a ball, the nearest blocker, the guy that's got to throw the key block as far as the receivers go, at that point, Jordan, okay? K.J. Osborne should be li- lined up there. If the ball is going to go to Jefferson, I want K.J. to throw that lead block. You're talking about like bubble screens? Yes, I'm talking about anything that requires a block. KJ Osborne needs to be on that side. Right, but you can't. But but you can't just then like. Then the defenses are going to know wherever Addison is. They're going to run away from him on true run plays. You have to mix it up in that regard. He has Addison has to learn how to block. That's of course he does. Of course he does. But but and eventually they might catch on. But what I'm saying is you've done it enough now, and I give. K.J. Osborne, a far better chance of blocking. They are making dumb mistakes that sabotage themselves by trying to think that they have a complete team. They don't. They don't have a complete team. That's fair. Uh, We got to keep rocking here. Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Who's next? Uh, Let's go to Lem from Cali next. Lem, what's up, dude? Wow, this is such an honor. I love you guys. I've been following you for about a year and a half now, and I can't get enough of it. I always brag about what I do with all my friends, and so this is this is amazing. So I'm excited. Okay, Dude, real quick, thank know, you, uh, time one. Um, if Hawkinson doesn't start catching balls, you need to give back some money. I mean, serious. I mean, it's this how many games now? How many he drops one in the end zone? He drops how many this time? And we're one score games. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Hawkinson's got to get it done. Um, I thought that KOC, his play calling was creative today. I saw a bunch of things happen out there that I didn't see in the past few games of the of the season. So I'll give him some credit for that. And then um, the last thing I'll say, because, uh, you know, time and everything. Um, I've been coaching for a long time. Um, and uh, never, never have I ever thought about tanking, ever. It's a, it's a, it's a cultural thing. Uh, it's about... Who are you? Are you a team that quits? Are you a team that hangs in there and fights and just fights every game? No matter what, I'm going to give you my best, and we're never going to, going to stop trying. So I know that a lot of people want to tank, try and get the quarterback and stuff, but you know what? You fight. You fight to the end, and you create that team culture. We need to keep fighting. So, Lem, hey, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for the kind words from Cali. Appreciate it. Who else we got here on Vikings Vent Line? All right, let's let's get uh, PJ on here. What's what up, up, PJ? What up, PJ. What up, what up? Look, man. Look, 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 look. I didn't have a lot of people come on here and talk crazy about Big Kirko. 
I played offensive line my whole life. Naturally, I'm going to protect the quarterback. So this is what's going to happen. Look, first of all, you can win Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. I know that for sure. I've seen Matthew Stafford win. If he has what he had, if he need, if he has what he needs to have, he's going to win it. Don't matter. Kirk Cousins has to play perfect every single week for him to have a shot. Nine drop passes. Any other time, any other game, they make that catch. He they catch those nine passes. He's throwing for over 300 yards. A touchdown that he missed down here um, by Addis, um, by Madison. They win the day, tie the damn game. I'm not trying to hear nothing like that. First of all, and secondly, if you like to tank and if you like to lose, if you want your team to lose, you're a loser. Point blank, period. Nobody, no, no, you're a loser. I don't want to lose no games on purpose to get no better player because as soon as that goes bad, you want to lose again. Loser. We don't do that here. You feel what I'm saying? So, look, I don't care. Like, on top of that, the offensive line protected so well today you know what happens when the offensive line protects Kirk? He dots them every single week. I don't understand how people do this. If you actually watch the damn game, if you know ball, my name over here is Ball Knower PJ. If you actually watch the damn game, Kirk cannot be perfect every game, just like a Joe Burrow who's been struggling up until today, just like Josh Allen who's been struggling up until last week, just like Jalen Hurts who's been average all year. They can have a bad game or a bad half or a bad quarter because you have other parts of the team that can hold you up. This guy over here gets hit the most times out of the last five years and still dots, guys, but you expect him to be perfect every game. At the end of the damn game, it takes six seconds to run to them end zone. He gets sacked in five. But that's Big Kirk Ovo? Are you crazy? Thirdly, uh, Ed Ingram and Ezra Cleveland and Schlotman, and Bradbury, it's it's time it's time for the whey protein program. It's time for the steak and potatoes. You know what I'm saying? A little bit more rocks in their pocket. Or we go draft uh, somebody. First of all, I don't care what we do. I think, like I said, I actually like moving on from Kirk despite me um, loving him. But from a contractual standpoint, from him being older, sure. I like Drake May. I like Shadur so much. I like Kayla Williams. Why do you wait, 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 wait. Why do you like Shadur and Drake May better than Kirk? Because they're just younger. That's all. Okay, but uh, but what do you mean? But so just, you're gonna get, but you're gonna get worse at quarterback. Sounds like. No, we're not gonna get worse at quarterback. Why not? What do you mean? You just told us all the good things about Kirk Cousins for the last five minutes, but it's you're gonna draft about, a rookie. My whole point is, it's not about Kirk. It's about everybody else. Okay. Okay. So if it's about everybody else, why are we paying forty million dollars in cap hit? To one guy out of 53. That's true. That's why Then I you can I have a better offensive line. You can have a better defensive line. You can have better secondary. You can have better kicker. I moving on. But right now, you can still win with him. The only problem is, is that we have been so bad organizationally to put things around him, despite being paid that much, it still is going to make it seem like he's the one that's the problem and not the solution or whatever the hell y'all like to say. My point is, is that no matter what happens, Drake May, Shadur, whoever, organizationally, it still has to work around him or else we're going to have another Kirk Cousins thing where this guy is always making great plays. Drake May can throw for 1,000 yards every game and all of this, but if the O-line is still bad, we still draft O-line in the first round, they don't pan out. We still draft DBs in the first round, they don't pan out. If that still happens, the same thing is going to happen. My whole point is that you can still win with Kirk and you can win with any other quarterback as long as they have something around them. It doesn't matter when it happens. It doesn't matter if it's the if it's a forty million dollar cap hit. It matters when you do it the right way, and we haven't done that. 
in in a freaking decade. So PJ, 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 Kirk Cousins is 35 years old. Sure. He's been a starting quarterback for 10 years in the NFL. Absolutely. Nobody, correct. by the way, he was a starting quarterback in college, Power 5, Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State it. has yeah. like the fourth best recruiting classes on average after Michigan, Ohio State. Maybe I mean, they might be third in terms of recruiting. Penn State's probably third, Michigan State. Always great True. players, Michigan State. Facts. College NFL. He yeah. has never, a, t- a team led by Kirk Cousins has never sniffed the championship round. Not the Super Bowl. I'm talking like NFC championship round. Okay, so let's There's a reason it. for that. So, and let's okay, stop so let's blaming everything it. else all the time around him. Declan's getting so mad that we're dragging this out. But I want to hear from PJ. Let's go through it then. So last year, Big Kirko, he has a plea play. It's a great game. They take away Justin Jefferson. Hawk uh, catches for 120-something yards, right? Okay. Yeah. Hawk been knocking guys off of all kinds of catches the whole game. He throws the ball to Hawk, right? He does. He gets tackled before the first yard line. Cool. He gets that, right? Let's go to the year before or the time before he went to the playoffs. Dude, dude, Kadari, Kadarius Tony has dropped every other pass for Patrick Mahomes all year. They traded Tyreek Hill. They don't have any weapons besides Travis Kelly. They have a seventh-round running back, that's Isaiah true. Pacheco. That's the, difference between, that's the difference between a Patrick Mahomes and an Andy Reid and a Kirk and an O'Connell. I'm not refuting that. I'm not refuting that. However, they do have a Chris Jones. They do have a Snead. On top of that, they just they they just moved. Um, they just got got them. Um, I don't know. They paid him a bajillion dollars. So contract is not the issue, okay? But they still have positionally all the players in the right positions for them to bend, but don't break on defense, and for them to win. Left tackle, right tackle, center. Trey Smith, the best one of the best right guards. Creed Humphrey, the best center in the league. Uh, uh, Donovan Smith, one of the better left tackles. Um, at, at right tackle, uh, I forgot the kid's name. Positionally, they do well. They drafted late. It ain't have nothing to do with no money. They drafted late for those guys. On They've top drafted of that, well. They've drafted well. Exactly. They have. Exactly. They have. But you know, but you know, anything else but, but organizationally. But here's what happens, dude. So the Vikings pay a quarterback who's nowhere near as good as Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes' money for the last, on average, the last five years. Sure. And then fans come on shows like this, and we come on shows like this, and we say, okay. You've got your quarterback, who's not anywhere near as good as the other quarterbacks making the same amount of money, okay? He can't bail you out of your problems, so you have to be perfect in the draft, perfect in the second wave of free agency, or we're going to blame everything else around. If you're not perfect in the draft, then then sorry, it's not Kirk Cousins' fault. No one has to, look, give no, me, no one give, has to be perfect in the get draft. Get me out of this cycle. Get me out of this cycle. Give me a second-round quarterback. Give me Bridgewater back. Give me Case Keenum back. Give me Christian Ponder back. They won 10 games with him. There's a million ways to win 10 games and lose in the first round of the playoffs. Get me off the cycle. Teddy Bridgewater and Case Keenum both played and and were both successful in some right, right? Before before Teddy Teddy, uh, hurt his knee or whatever. What was the difference between them winning or losing? Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. You repeat it one more time. I said, I said, Teddy and Case were both on the team, right? At when it when when it when it came down to it, what was the difference between them winning or losing? Well, first of all, I'll say it was the defense. First of all, for the for they the had better they had better rosters with those quarterbacks. They That's did the have answer. better rosters with those quarterbacks. Why is but that? To your, but but to your point, a cheaper quarterback though, right? To your point, a cheaper quarterback. But what happened? It was a cheaper quarterback. They had everything around them. 
What happened? They needed. Guys, they still needed what? Though? Guys, if I may, if if I may, the entire the teams won one game. Okay, we're not talking at all about the fact that the that the head coach just had a magnificently horrible game. Like Cousins is in his last year. The debate will end there. But let's talk about the fact that this team has won one game, and let's talk about the fact that your head coach just had a brutal game, and why he did that. So, yeah, like, we're that's, that's real quick. like you're debating, hey, like yeah, you're true. debating we, the quarterback. We have to say bye to PJ. PJ, I love the pat. You are awesome, dude. Love the pat. That's great stuff, dude. Sorry, I didn't mean to, but we have to say bye to PJ. And Judd brings up a good one. Okay, before we get to everyone else here on Ventline, let's shout out some friends. Starting at Nutrisource. Hey, we can all smile when it comes to our dogs being happy, right? You know, Maya Mackie eats the same thing multiple times per day. Nutrisource chicken and rice food, and she loves it. She is ex- as excited a year into her Nutrisource venture as she was 12 months ago. Uh, and there's the Vinster. Look at him. Always, always in the mood for some treats. Always in the mood for the treats, the belly scratches, you know, the poses, whatever it matters. I, I still get this dog really happy. And whether it's a first round pick uh, early in the draft or last pick in the draft, I'm bookending them with Nutrisource. I can tell you that much. Okay. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Yep. That's Nutrisource. Oh, you didn't show Stella. I, I was just going to sit sit this one out. I was going to sit it out. You didn't put her picture up, so I figured wow, I, just it was too loud here. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. No, I love Nutrisource. <laughs> uh, to find I love Nutrisource. Why don't you tell the audience how much you love UglyDeck and UglyDeck.com? Oh, I absolutely will. That's because UglyDeck.com, our friends, offering a Reserve My Deck package now special for the DIY homeowner who wants to build a deck. Look at that deck right there. And then look at that deck. Uh, who wants to build a deck in the spring and save huge bucks? This is for a limited number of customers who reserve their deck package. Now, UglyDeck.com offering up to $1,000 off a full deck package plus locked in 2023 pricing. UglyDeck.com will then deliver your deck package to your driveway by May 1st, and you'll be dancing like that. You'll be the smartest DIYer on the block, and you will save as much as $10,000 on your deck build. Remember, with UglyDeck, you get free plans, a free coach, access to their online deck build academy, and they will install your footings and ledger. You do the rest and save. UglyDeck.com. Go there today. Click on reserve my deck package now and you will be in line to save huge for a beautiful new deck and a shout out to our friends at power lodge i think we could all use a little throttle therapy after uh, however it is they got here they're one in four we're all yelling at each other at least me and pjr uh power lodge and miller marine are great spots for you to get your throttle therapy on land and on water in fact power lodge is minnesota's cf moto superstore and since they buy more you save more Power Lodge has new deals to get you ready for your fall escape. You can save thousands of dollars on CF Moto off-road and side-by-sides, 4 by 4 starting at an incredible $45.99. Get ready for whatever the wilderness throws at you this year. Uh, PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? Let's go to uh, Mike next year. What's up, Mike? You got oh, us hey, okay? guys. How y'all doing? I was Good, dude. About to walk What's going out. on, Mike? Uh, I wrote down some points. Uh, I'm, that last caller, he was great. Uh, by the way, he was. PJ he was. was yeah, PJ was. He was, he was very he was great. Y'all need to have him again. But uh, there's a couple plays that stood out in the game. There's that third down. I was talking about. It was like what third and where Patrick Mahomes just chunked it, uh, and they got a first down. I think that was a backbreaker too. I think I, they almost got to him. Then then he just chunked it up. I think Justin Watson catched it. That was a backbreaker there. But the defense is playing decent with what they got. So, I mean, you can't be mad at that. 
Another point, I think Cam Akers needs to play more than Madison because every time he gets the ball, it seems like it's positive yards and he just has this burst. And I think going forward, uh, they need to consider playing Cam Akers a little bit more. Although he's only been on the team two weeks, every time I see him run the ball, it's like positive yards that he's getting. And he's like bursting through the holes, right? Bad challenge. Uh, that, that timeout would have been useful. That challenge was awful. Uh, I don't know how he doesn't have someone upstairs telling him don't challenge that play or if it's ego or what, but bad yeah. challenge. Also, that play at the end of, like, we knew the Chiefs were going to score, too, when it was 10 to 13 with a minute left. Like, that sideline pass is just, Jesus Christ, that can't <laughs> happen. Um, and also, I don't think the uh, Vikings are as, hear me out, I don't think they're as bad as they said they are. I know what Bill Parcells said and all that. But if you look at their losses last year, like, they're like about 40 points to the Cowboys. The Eagles was a tough loss. Like, I'll say this, at least the losses are close. They're not as bad as they were last year. You can trust the defense a little bit. And I think some of the teams that are like three and two or, or whatever, they're not better than the Vikings schedule has been brutal. Like we probably looked at that before the season and like you got the Chargers other than the Bucks was a game they should have won. But the Chargers, the Eagles, uh, Chiefs and then the 49ers, the first six weeks of the season is like, God dang, like no, I don't think anybody has that strength of schedule, but it's going to get easier. And I think that's what they think. Let's, let's try to be optimistic. That's what they think. Okay, we're going to play the Bears. We're going to play the Packers. We're going to play the Lions. I think they'll match up. I think they'll play the Lions hard. So the schedule's going to get easier. Like, the Falcons are 3-2 and two right now. You can't tell me the Falcons are better than the Vikings. Desmond Ritter's awful, right? Granted, he had a good game today, but that was against the Texans. But the strength of schedule does matter, like who you're playing right now, right? So if you're playing the Jets the first game or whoever, these some of these teams, like, like that's why some of these teams are three and two, two and three, or whatever the case. But once you start playing the Saints and these other teams, I feel like there there's a run to be had on there. But yeah, this this first half of the schedule is just brutal. Granted, <laughs> they've had a chance in every one of those games, right? So they had a chance to beat the Chargers, had a should have beat the Bucks. I mean, the Eagles garbage time you caught up, but if Justin Jefferson doesn't fumble, we're talking about a different game then. Um homeboy doesn't fumble on the first play of the game. Like you said, that changed the whole game. That changed the clock management. Everything that fumble, the first play of the game, changed everything. Because then you just knew Chiefs were going up seven zero, and now you're playing from behind, and that's what you got to do besides controlling the clock. But yeah, Cam Akers needs to play more. I don't know what they see in Osborne. I'm not sure why Jalen Rager got cut. I thought he had a good off season. That's what I was hearing. I thought he was catching passes in the preseason. Because like the drop off when he. I think we lost Mike there. I lost Mike there. I think we lost Mike. Um, but Mike definitely had some, uh, Mike kind of ran through like all the different, here's the thing. Mike went through all the different things that are a problem. And then optimistically said, they got a soft spot on the schedule coming up here. But at some point when you're one and four, two and five, two, you know, whatever, whatever it's going to be, you know, your schedule can't save you anymore. You got to actually win games. So who's next on Vikings vent line decks. All right. A few more left here. Let's go to MJ. MJ. What's up, dude. Hey, how's it going guys? What's up, MJ? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Okay. Yeah, this is the first time caller. I've uh, bled purple since I was born. So it's, yeah, going on 45 years of uh, heartache. Um, I don't know. If I was head coach, tight uh, end would be catching on the jugs machine all week long. Um, I don't think he'd run a play except for catching passes. Uh, yeah, put me on the spot. I don't know. You know, it's hard to say tank. These guys have pride. They're football players. Um, coaches, they're not going to tank. There ain't a coach out there. There ain't a player out there that's not going to go out and give 110% every play. 
unless they just don't care. And I honestly believe every Vikings player cares. So that's not going to happen. But the GM, he doesn't have to have those emotions. He can decide to have a fire sale anytime he wants. And yeah, (laughs) this team, they're like, you watch that offensive play, and they're like, they're good. The offense is good. But like eight plays, just like Aiken said, just like he's watching on film. It's like, holy crap. How do you do this every week? You're good, and then you fumble it. You're good, then you throw an interception. And your defense, even though they're trying their best, they don't have the talent. The biggest question we have to answer, if KOC stays with the team, because I like him, but I'm not sold on Queasy. If he decides to have a fire sale, do we trust him to draft the next couple classes of players? Yeah, do we no, trust M- him to build this well, like John Lynch has built the Niners? Yeah, MJ, it's a, it's a good question. I, I think that comes down to this. It's two things. One is O'Connell is going to be entrusted to bring in the, the QB, and if you can't trust him, then it's on you because if you don't trust him to find Cousins' replacement, um, you made a terrible mistake. Um, on Quasi, it's a different story, and I do think that there is some, I think there's some definite d- debate there. Uh, but if you trade, so it's different between trusting him to draft the players and trusting him to conduct a fire sale uh, because, again, for Daniel Hunter, you're going to get, you're going to want like a first or a second round pick for Kirk. You probably, if you're going to trade him, which I don't think they will, you're probably going to ask for a third. Now, now, do you plan or do you trust him to execute those draft picks? That's a very good, good question. Um, but you know what? The 2023 draft is going to turn out, I think, to not be. I mean, 22 is awful. 23 is going to turn out to be better because in some cases, like with Jordan Addison, he didn't trade back, and other people obviously made calls there. So, like this is isn't just a crazy thing. Uh, the, the fact that O'Connell basically said, hang up the damn phone and take the kid in the first round, that's the type of thing that you would need again. But the quarterback thing is going to come down to one guy, Kevin O'Connell. It's not going to be crazy. The coaching or the scouts will weigh in, but Kevin O'Connell is going to be entrusted to develop and, to develop and draft in the reverse order the next quarterback. By the way, the Twins are up 3 nothing because Kyle Farmer is a badass and just hit a two-run home run. Twins up 3 nothing. Is Kyle Farmer clutch? The Astros in the second inning. Is Kyle Farmer clutch, perhaps? I sort of like his attitude. Like, he's not Kyle. a great player, but he sort of got a bleep it attitude. Big Kyle Farmer guy. Big Kyle Farmer uh-huh. guy. All right, Declan, uh-huh. who's next on Vikings Ventline? Purple Daily YouTube channel. All right, a few more left here. We're going to wrap with Brad. And then, Andrew, if you want to turn your camera on, you'll be after Brad. Uh, let's go to Brad, though, right now on Vikings Ventline. Brad, what's up, dude? Hey, Brad. Oh no! Can't hear Brad. Can't or hear he's Brad. Breaking up. I'm here. Sorry. There we go. There, there we is. go. We got him. We got him. There we, we go. Him. Okay. So I'm from Richmond, Virginia, and DC is right next to us. I've seen Kirk since day one, and I love him. He's awesome until that last minute of a game, and it is so frustrating. I watched those quarterback sneaks today. I turned to my buddy and I said, why is Kirk jumping over the line? When the Eagles do it, it's just efficient. Everything we do looks hard. Why does everything have to look hard? And that's what I don't get. We, we jump too early for balls that are in the air for a pick. Can't bind them. Should have had that pick. I mean, there's no. it was just laid up there, and he just jumped too early. And it seems like we always jump too early. And I'm just so fed up. It's been 
I became a fan in 98 when I was 10 years old, and it's been 25 years. I should get a patch just like this Bud Grant one. This is 25 years of heartbreak because it's just <laughs> they should be handing those out to everyone. Actually, it's unbelievable. Frankly. And I know there's guys who've been here, you know, fans longer, but it's just you can't make the stuff up. The fumble in the first play, I literally as he caught it, it's a great play. And then he's just he said, just hold on to the ball, and then it popped out. And I was ready to break my TV. And I think KOC is awesome. I think his play calling today was it was a nice to see him doing things that are a little different. The fake punt, the jet sweeps with Powell. Really cool to see because it was a little yeah. bit different. But I just, you know, you're at this point and it's just like, you know, it's like staring at the wall. It's just like, what do we do now? Where do we go from here? So that's pretty much all I got, guys. Awesome, man. Brad, Brad. thanks for coming on here. Let's jump to Andrew. I believe we have Andrew. There we hey, go. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Andrew? Me? Yeah. Hey, just want to say first and foremost, greatly appreciate you guys and the effort you put into the show. Um, keeping me sane here. I feel like as I go nine months of prep, I get excited. I buy into the hype. And yet again, every single year I'm let down. I'm not even mad at this point. I used to get mad. I just feel like a disappointed dad. Like defense is average this year. I'm cool with that. We have too much talent on offense to be struggling right now. Yeah, I mean, it's like, Andrew, thanks for coming on, man. They move the ball around, and then they just fumble or drop it away, you know? I, I know that they didn't turn the ball over on the goal line uh, at the end of the game there, but Madison dropping a sure touchdown and then them turning it over on downs in the red zone, like, that might as well be another red zone turnover. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, it's Did- just annoying. It's annoying. Did we see an update by chance on Justin Jefferson's hamstring from O'Connell post game? I have not seen post game quotes. I've just been busy yelling at PJ for like the last hour, or so I uh, PJ come on he came on with a, a a very passionate defensive Kirk before saying, "But I am prepared to move on from Kirk." That's the thing. It's like and, and then, yes, yeah, the, okay. the Vikings have drafted poorly. There's not one thing, but like the Vikings have drafted poorly. The Vikings have fumbled. The Vikings have done this. They've dropped this. Right, but it's like. You can't you can't build this huge defensive Kirk and then be like, but I'm totally ready for Shadur Sanders. Yep. Well, why are and you, you know for Shadur Sanders? Because I think he's just as good as Kirk. Okay, that's the point. That's the fun. point. <laughs> and, and it might be fun. Who knows? Shadur Sanders might be fun. We should get PJ on again. I think people in the comments would love to see PJ on again too. Ball or PJ? Well, I did like the I did like the passion. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I, lo- I really like the passion of PJ. That's I mean like Ventline, Purple Daily, like. We can all disagree at the end of the day. We all agree on the macro here, which is we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Whether you are, you know, our guy out east, I think it was in Pennsylvania. Was it Jim in Pennsylvania who's been waiting for 60 years, 50 years, or whether you're, you know, in your teenage years right now and you don't even really remember like the Brett Favre heartache in 2009. We all want the same thing on the macro level here. And one in four is not exactly the best mathematical way to go about that journey. I, I will uh, give you a clip that I, I would would love to see our guy Booney break down on Monday. If you guys recall, when Kirk got hit, I think he got sacked because it looked like Ezra Cleveland m- missed his man. I think he slid the protection wrong. I think Kirk slid the protection you the Kirk? wrong way. Uh, and and I think what happened was, was that Cleveland the first, was supposed first, to chip. First quarter? First quarter? It might have been, yeah. 
Uh, no, no, it was probably the first quarter. But the uh, but Cleveland looked like he just got destroyed because the guy went right past him. But I think he was supposed to chip it the most. And I think what happened was the protection had gone the wrong way. And I think that, that might have come down to Kirk. But I would like to hear the breakdown of that one. Again, stuff right, I don't know as, like, nearly as much. You, it's your agenda already here is just like, well, Phil, why don't you go find that play where Kirk Cousins is to blame? See, this is how we get I a would like to, on Purple Daily. I would like to hear what happened from our guy, Alex Boone, a man who always worked on Tuesdays. It was the first play I wrote down on my list when I was watching the game, too. So you and I are definitely uh, tracking. Yeah, you slide the wrong way. You know what happens when you slide the wrong way. We'll do the fake punt, too, I think, with Booney on trenches. Fun, I like it. Look at a fake punt. So, I like it. All right. Well, we got to shut this down here because we have uh, a Twins game to follow. And then another, not vent line, but a post-game show, uh, Score North Twin Show on the Score North YouTube channel. So busy night here at Score North. Maybe the Twins can give us oh any win this weekend. Any win this weekend would be great. Okay. Hey, we said it was going to be. We said it was going to be a, a fun, in uh, filled with games weekend. We never promised wins. You know, so far we've had a Twins game. Okay, they lost. Too bad. The Gopher game, complete debacle. Just an embarrassment. That's fine. Okay, it was fun. Great atmosphere. Vikings, fun game. Minnesota, we just want to have fun. fun. I just want wins, okay? I don't, yeah. We just want to have fun. (laughs) All right, guys, we we, got to wrap this thing. All right, uh, Vikings vent line on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Just yelling at each other for the last hour and a half. Our pets, heads are falling off. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Thank you, guys.